0: A couple days ago on Facebook, I encountered a topic posing the question of what video game had the best music. My response to this question was that it was impossible to really answer this just because of the sheer number of video games. Um, If it was a more narrow question, like maybe the best music on Xbox One or PlayStation 5, or maybe the best racing game soundtrack, something like that. More specific, we can narrow it down a little better. But I wouldn't even wager a guess at how many video games have been created over several decades and dozens of platforms. I mean, we've got to be talking at least thousands of games, maybe tens of thousands of games. I haven't, I don't think, ever actually seen a number for this, but it has to be a staggering number. Now, maybe if it was just... uh, Coming up with a list of some of our choices, maybe off the top of our head, of some of our favorite video game soundtracks that stood out to us, but to narrow it down to one specific game out of thousands or maybe tens of thousands of games, I mean, how does one do that? Now actually as I've been sitting here recording this, I've been doing a little bit of Googling, trying to come up with some kind of a number, and the numbers I found vary wildly. Uh, one article here I'm looking at at the moment from, uh, May of 2022 has the total number somewhere in a ballpark of 831,000. Now that's including like mobile games, go, uh, games on the, um, the app stores, you know, like Google Play or whatever. Now if you exclude all the, you know, Google Play games and stuff and just narrow it down to more traditional console games, it had a figure of over 93,000. But now reading over where they come up with those numbers, it looks like that's really just games from the more recent consoles and not like all of gaming history. Now another article had a much, much higher figure uh, in the ballpark of 5 million. Now I would imagine that's not only maybe looking at several decades worth of gaming, but also all the different mobile games out there. But these numbers, they don't really surprise me as I was alluding to a little bit ago. I know just from my own personal experience that we had to have been talking about a a really massive number of games. So how do you go through all these games and pick one single video game out of all these and say, oh yes, this one definitely has the best soundtrack. Now a problem for me in the more modern era of gaming where you have a lot of licensed soundtracks, especially in maybe sports and racing games, is that those types of songs in these games um you know they may appeal to different people differently um you know everybody has a different taste in music some people like rock some people like country uh hip-hop whatever and i've ran into discussions about like a soundtrack for say dirt five and people love it and if anybody's listened to me for long enough they may recall that i personally passionately hated the soundtrack for Dirt 5. I mean, it's just an example. There's all kinds of racing games. You know, I'm a big racing gamer, you may have uh, gathered that by now, and uh, I've played an awful lot of them over the years, and most of them, I, varying degrees, of hate their soundtracks, because they're not music. It's not music that appeals to me personally anymore. I remember a little while back, when the latest Need for Speed came out, I was playing that. I got to play a demo of it. I didn't actually buy it. Uh, but it let me play for, like, I don't know, 10 hours or something. Um, but, and surprisingly, I didn't hate it. I haven't really enjoyed a Need for Speed since probably the GameCube era uh, with Underground, Underground 2, Hot Pursuit 2. Uh, but also, that was uh, the last time I think I've really liked any of the music in, uh, say, Need for Speed games. And I was uh, a little surprised I didn't actually hate uh, what was it? Unbound, I think, was the subtitle for this one. Uh, but the music, I didn't really care for it at all. And uh, my wife comes through at one point and I uh, noticed, you know, I was playing this game. And when she heard the music, she kind of shot me a, a, a look like, yeah, I know, I hate it too. But there's other people that seem to really like this sort of music. So it's all about personal taste. But this whole business of the licensed soundtracks and a lot of the modern games now brings us to maybe another Debate points uh, within the general discussion of uh, best video game soundtracks. And that's, you know, if you look at the music now, it's, you know, like CD quality audio, like actual music, you know, with um, sometimes with, with lyrics sung by an actual person, um, usually with actual instruments, you know, guitars, pianos, violins, drums, whatever. Whereas uh, several decades ago, the music was, you know, uh, synthetic. Uh, digital noise. So here somebody could argue whether or not those older generations of music is even eligible in a discussion for best soundtrack, just because of the fact that the audio quality was so much more primitive and digital, electronic, synthetic. Now, I personally argue that those older soundtracks from my childhood, from The Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, absolutely do qualify. So I'm really active on the Internet, on a lot of message boards for different types of subjects, usually video games, and on Facebook groups, uh, just really anywhere there's discussion about these things. And, uh, a lot of those groups, um, were often people like, say, older people my age, or maybe younger people that have an appreciation for the older classics. But, uh, you know, groups that, um, are dedicated to, like, collecting and playing and loving the old Super Nintendo games, Nintendo 64 games. But one of the things that I often see in discussion, um, of these old games from my childhood, from several decades ago, would be love for the soundtracks of these games, for the music in these games. Now, yes, the audio quality was more primitive than what you have now, but I think because of the limitations of the music at the time, because you didn't have a symphony orchestra playing or whatever, and you had to work with um, digital sound samples, uh, making a, a MIDI format song, you had to make the most of what you had to work with and make um, a, a catchy, I- interesting tune. I mean, you couldn't get by with just a bunch of beeps, boops, and screeches. It had to have a tune that people would actually enjoy listening to and not just some noise in the background. And this is a really big difference between the music from... Uh, the late 80s and the early 90s versus more modern music from, like, say, 2000 on, um, w- when you listen to music in most video games now, like, I mean, let's say I, I play you some music from Halo or Call of Duty or something like that, uh, most gamers, even if they really love those things, would probably be lucky to even narrow it down to what franchise a particular song comes from, let alone what exact game in the franchise it came from, or even what part of the game it came from. But this is in stark contrast with music from my childhood. Uh, like, for example, I was a big fan of the Mega Man games, and those had really awesome, catchy music. Like I said, yes, it was primitive by today's standards, but it was really catchy listenable music. Uh You know, you could play me a song and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Man stage from Mega Man 4, that's Woodman from Mega Man 2. We knew those tunes, they stood out, they were memorable, identi- easily identifiable. It kind of seems like that since then, while the audio quality has improved, the song quality has gotten more lazy. um, The songs just don't stand out anymore, you don't find yourself humming along with them, or whatever like we might might have with some of the games from my childhood. Now, I'm not proposing that all the songs from the old games from back in my youth were all uh, good, memorable songs with uh, catchy tunes that anybody actually put some effort into. Uh, there were plenty of games that had really mediocre, well, really generally um, mediocre everything, but including mediocre music that they just kind of lazily slapped something together. But these are games that we don't have fond memories of we don't sit around discussing, hey, how great was this game? And we definitely don't discuss those awesome soundtracks because those weren't awesome soundtracks. But there were plenty of games where people actually gave a crap about what you were listening to in the background. Um, and a lot of the games, when you look at the credits, would even have what they call a, a sound composer. Uh, they were a composer. Now, yeah, they weren't composing a symphony orchestra or whatever, but they were composing music with what they had available to work with. A famous one off the top of my head from my childhood was, uh, if I'm pronouncing his name right, he's Japanese, Nobuo Uematsu, Uh, something to that effect. I might have butchered the pronunciation on that, but he did the Final Fantasy soundtracks, and they were really awesome, excellent musical scores. In fact, they were so good that several decades later, people still look back on them fondly, people still listen to them, on YouTube or whatever Um, his songs have been updated I've seen him performed by actual symphony orchestras in years to follow now kind of maybe bunny trailing a little bit here but you know like I touched on I think maybe a big reason for why a lot of those old musical scores had such catchy memorable tunes Um, and that was because you had to do something um, that was actually audibly interesting uh because you couldn't rely on just the audio quality sounding really good um but it was um, a a consequence maybe of the technology available at the time which was quite a bit more limited than what we have now and i kind of feel like we see a similar effect with like the characters that were in these old games <clears throat> but i kind of feel like you see a similar effect Uh, with the characters in these old games, you know, the style of these characters. I mean, I think the best example would be to look at Mario. Um, you don't have to be a video gamer to know who Mario is. Like, pretty much anybody that isn't living, like, under a rock in some remote third world country or whatever knows Mario. Whether they've ever touched a video game or looked at a video game or whatever, everybody knows who Mario is. Now, in more recent eras of gaming, uh, PlayStation 3, 4, 5, um, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Series X, um, you know, a lot of the characters in these games here might be known, you know, well known among gamers, but if you show like your grandma or something, like, hey, who's, you know, Kratos or whatever, Master Chief, uh, they'd have no idea who they are. You know, g- uh, games from the 80s and 90s had so many of our most memorable, iconic characters uh, that are still well-regarded, well-loved, well-recognized decades later. Now, looking at a lot of the characters in more modern games, uh, a lot of modern games now are more down-to-earth, um you know, like, say, Resident Evil, still going really strong. And while it has some fantasy elements about, like, the bioengineering or whatever with the zombies and all, uh the characters still look like a normal human being, dressed like a normal human being. Um, you rarely see new um, franchises come out today where your character can jump 50 feet up in the air like Mario can. But characters from, like, the 80s, early 90s, tend to be more wild, outlandish, you know, have um, abilities that weren't really believable. And they tend to have a more distinctive appearance. They didn't look, they didn't dress like what a normal real person in real life would in our time anyway. And I think this was because of necessity with like the limited uh, detail you could put in the really early games. And as I said, I'll use Mario as a classic example of this. When you look at his appearance, his facial features, uh, the way he dresses, you know, he has uh, big eyes, a big bulbous nose, a big bushy mustache, a big red hat on top of his head, uh, bright red and blue, shirt and overalls, um, even his shoes stand out from the rest of his attire. And this was a necessity, you know, going back especially in the NES era, with um, the limited colors you could display and the limited amount of detail you could put on the screen, um, you really need to have these exaggerated features and you know contrasting collars and all to make the the features stand out. Otherwise, it would just look like a stick figure walking around your screen. So I guess these distinctive character designs and the catchy, you know, um, more interesting music was a product of the time and a um a consequence of necessity but um so look at something like uh super smash brothers um that first debuted on nintendo 64 and they've had sequels on different consoles since then and they're really popular uh fighting games and if you're not familiar the the general idea is they took a bunch of classic nintendo icons you know the mario characters uh donkey kong uh, Samus from, from Metroid, uh, Pokemon characters, uh, characters from like assorted, you know, classic, iconic franchises and threw them all together into a fighting game. And this is something that appeals to not just Nintendo fans, but really just all gamers in general. Even if you're a PlayStation person or an Xbox person, everybody appreciates to some degree, I think, uh, these characters, these, uh, you know, gaming icons. Uh, these franchises, and everybody seems to have some degree of respect, even if you don't like fighting games for Smash Brothers and, you know, what all it has to offer. But just love and nostalgia and adoration and whatever um, isn't just about the characters. Uh, There's a a walk down memory lane with, like, really just pretty much everything in the game. Um, You know, the arenas that they fight in are based on uh, identifiable locations, levels, whatever, from uh, these different franchises. The music that plays in the background are from these different franchises, and they're immediately recognizable to anybody that really has grown up with video games, that plays and loves video games. So often on message boards for PlayStation, for Xbox, I'd see hypothetical discussions about, like, what would you like in a PlayStation version of Smash Brothers, what you want? And an Xbox version of Smash Brothers, and they never can come up with anything that would have the same universal appeal and um, nostalgia and adoration that these icons from Nintendo um, can can put together for you. And it's not just that the characters aren't as world you know, uh, universally recognized and um, adored. Um, But the locations, I mean, like, if you pick a location from a more modern game, um, well, um, God of War, Gears of War, Halo, they're, I think, less recognizable, like, if you made that as an arena like you would have in Smash Brothers, but in, like, one of these alternative, um, you know, hypothetical versions. Uh, I don't think they would stand out to people like the, uh, um, you know, Mushroom Kingdom or Hyrule or whatever from the old classic Nintendo games. And going back to the music, the same thing would apply, I think, to the music. Now, yeah, Halo has that one, that theme song that everybody recognizes, but the rest of the music in the Halo universe, I don't know if anybody would ever be able to tell you, like, oh, yeah, it's from Halo, let alone what game, what level or whatever. It just doesn't stand out the same way as a lot of the classic music does. So where is all this going? Am I going to pick something myself as my nomination for maybe the best video game soundtrack? Absolutely not. As I think I touched on right from the beginning and before I even made this uh, in my comments when I seen this topic come up the other day, um, I feel that it is realistically impossible to handpick just one single game or even one single franchise as the best soundtrack in all of gaming, especially, you know, for um, all the generations and decades. Now, again, if you can narrow it down to something a little bit more specific, like uh, best soundtrack in a racing game on the Xbox, that might be more manageable. But if you leave it open to literally tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Uh, Video games over all these years and generations, I can't imagine how you could realistically narrow it down to just one. But I'm partially also making the argument that we aren't just looking at modern uh, soundtracks, you know, with like the quality that we have now and licensed soundtracks. Um, I'm arguing that I feel that a lot of the classic soundtracks, even though more primitive, uh, definitely deserve nomination anyway uh for best soundtrack and not that i don't like some of the music from modern gaming um i use as an example uh the elder scrolls games um now i think maybe because of the hundreds of hours i put in them if you played me a track from that i would be able to tell oh yeah it's the elder scrolls now i might be a little fuzzy on was that Morrowind wind or was that oblivion or skyrim they have a similar um type of like um a sound um I don't know if we want to say a sound scheme, um, a style. Uh, But I like that as an example because they are a beautiful score, but they're not really like in your face. They never seem to really get old. You can listen to those same uh, melodies in The Elder Scrolls for hundreds of hours of gaming and not get so sick of it that you want to mute the audio. Actually, I feel like that's a really impressive feat on their part. Um, and using Skyrim as an example I've been doing my third playthrough so I'm probably looking at a couple hundred hours or better every time I play through that so I got to be looking at over all these times I've been through it at least 600 hours that I spent in Skyrim I could still listen to music in there and still kind of get emotionally caught up in like just the beautiful sound of it but for me I think most of my most memorable Favorite soundtracks come from, uh, particularly the Super Nintendo era. There was a lot of catchy music on certain particular games on the NES. Um, I use Mega Man as an example. It did have really, really upbeat, catchy tunes that we'd hum along to or do 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 to or whatever. Um, but Super Nintendo had a lot of really great, memorable soundtracks. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, most of the RPGs on there. But I ultimately feel like it's completely unrealistic for me to just handpick one single game and say this is my nomination. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the, the subject in general and a few points that I had made um, when discussing it, like some arguments about why it's such a, an impossible thing to um, narrow down to just one game or even one franchise.